0: I am Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center and welcome to our daily communion meditation where today we're looking at this passage of scripture from Colossians chapter 1 where the apostle Paul prays this prayer. He says it's a prayer that he keeps praying regularly and part of that prayer is that the people will be strengthened through power, strengthened with power, with God's power so that they would have great endurance. So one of the things I've seen just in my years of training people in the gym environment is that one of the greatest ways to be strengthened is to be strengthened with power. And when you get strengthened, it usually leads to having better endurance. So we're going to be making some connections with that. We're going to be asking God to strengthen us with power so that we have great endurance and patience today and taking communion over this. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business and the business started out great. But I got into some tough times. Some months from my business losing thousands of dollars in a month. My life was very unbalanced. I was had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. And I remember going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. There's got to be more to life than this. And it wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching, because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with some of the best health and fitness experts in the world, reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, not just health and fitness, but other areas like business and leadership and finance and relationship. But I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And then one day I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two, and then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while, and then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page of me. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, and that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that I could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom and understanding are the principal thing, and so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me this whole new way of living, a different way to operate my life. We make him the source. We make him the center of it. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. We step into this inheritance that he has for us in Christ. But it wasn't always easy all the time. Learning a new way of doing things meant I had to unlearn a lot of what I had learned in life. I had to learn to do things in a new way. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God just come through over and over again, as my faith and my trust in him just began to grow more and more. And over the course of about 10 years, I just began to document when he was taking me through the things that he was teaching me, and it turned into this series of books and courses that we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. And out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important thing that God has shown me is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point, to turn things around in our life and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me something so powerful about just remembering and not forgetting especially when we're going through hard times or troubles or issues communion helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit the apostle paul says every time you take communion you're proclaiming the death of jesus which in the case of a will or an inheritance nothing happens until you prove the death it's proving the death that activates all of the benefits but it's also important we take it the right way Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through, all that he suffered for us on the cross. But then it's remembering all that that sacrifice, all that his sacrifice means for us, what it did for us, connecting us back to God, giving us this new covenant with God. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. Now, I want you to pay attention here. This is getting, getting into the prayer from Ephesians chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul says, I keep asking. We're going to notice, we're going to look in Colossians today. as another prayer where keep, he says the same thing. I keep praying this. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today, and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes, and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because it's always called today. Putting an emphasis on walking out our relationship with God today. Bringing our relationship down into today. Impacting every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's what we talk about. Executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages. There was a process that they went through to get there. It didn't just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ, I believe there are some steps and some stages. There's a process for us to step into that and fully stay functioning in that. I think it starts with us just just believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing to move forward with him. Rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. Being, Being willing to move forward with him to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. To operate our lives in a different way. We make God the source. We make him the center. We learn how to do things his way. We make him Lord. And learning how to operate that different way. And so our first fundamental. How are we going to do it? We're going to do it with these fundamentals. Our first fundamental. We're going to get positioned in the light today. Every day it's got to happen. We've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility. Humbling ourselves in relationship to God. Humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven? You got to humble yourself like this little child. Just simple childlike faith and belief and humility. I think is how we get started. And then we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle. We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. We're going to take our position in love today. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrong. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because the love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that this day today, we get access to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, fellowship with God, fellowship with people. There's health and energy, purpose and grace, time, resources, finances, everything we need. It's all available to be received today, but then we got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in love in our hearts where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face in life. On the other side, a basket full of our praises to God, praising God for who he is, praising God for all that he's done. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, with our focus, our attention, our words, with our meditation, which basket are we going to fill up? So to magnify the light, we can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing that he's done for us in Christ and just stay focused on all the things that are going well, looking back at all that God has already done in our life. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Is simply to choose to put our focus and attention on the other basket, to fill up that basket of praise, even in the face of problems, because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We can choose not to do any of this. We can stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket by venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure out all those problems ourselves. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms, because when we're out of position or we're magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. It's going to lead the first biggest symptom There's going to be a lack of fellowship with God, lack of fellowship with people. We, may, we might think that God doesn't want to talk to us. He's given us a silent treatment. He wants to get back at us or retaliate us. And in a similar way, we might find ourselves retaliating people, withholding good things that we know to do. Avoiding people or giving them the silent treatment, withdrawing ourselves from them. On the inside, you'll feel this heaviness and weight and pressure, like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck. And it seems like there's no way out. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry, dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst-case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. Usually, we're lacking presence. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a way of thinking that we get stuck in. It can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things that he put within us begin to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing because he's doing the work. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace that if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around, get back in position again. You can be totally off track, but get right back in position in two seconds. That's an amazing gift. How do we do it? I think it starts with just getting more present, getting aware that I'm getting off track. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. We receive our forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else or say we're sorry or forgive, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And you go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins
1: to flow again. And then our th- third fundamental. We need to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and
0: train us and navigate us throughout the day. But we do have to stay tuned in to him. And one of the biggest keys to staying tuned into him I believe, is rhythm, staying in step or in rhythm with him. A lot of times when we get off track, we get out of rhythm with him. Now, in the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were things that were supposed to be done every morning, every evening, on the weekly Sabbath, at the start of every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. There was a rhythm to the temple. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And staying in rhythm with him is one of the biggest keys to staying tuned into him. Now, my favorite way to stay in rhythm with him, to stay in tune with him, is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases, little statements that I keep rewriting every night at the top of my journal. And I start with, what's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me to? So for me personally, this would be abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. I keep rewriting that as a way to keep me focused on that, in that direction I feel like God's leading me. And then underneath that, I have the word I feel like God gave me for the year. For example, this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. I keep rewriting that, I keep it top of mind every night before bed. And then I write a monthly filter. What do I feel like God's saying for this month? For example, we're in July of 2022. What do I feel like God's saying for this month? For example, this month is confidence through praise. Just praising God consistently builds our confidence in him. And having confident faith is a big deal. And then underneath that, have a weekly filter. A weekly filter usually comes from our weekly yearly cycle updates that we do. And these weekly filters just give us little reminders of where we are, what season of the year we're in. For example, this week, it's embrace challenges. When challenges come our way, don't run from them. Let's embrace them, trusting that God's grace is sufficient for those challenges. And so I put these filters, I keep writing these filters, a way to keep me in rhythm, in step with God, with what he's up to. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then I like to magnify what went well today. What were the wins for today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and reflect back over the day. And whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we got to stay tuned in with him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes and slow down. Get aware of his presence with you. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. So I start with the big picture vision, bring it down into this year, then this month, then this week. And then we got to bring it down into today. If we're going to make today a masterpiece, we've got to bring everything down into today. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I like to write a fifth filter at this point. And I like to write this every night in my journal. Today, this day, today, I want to be doing what God says is right and best in his eyes. And to do it with peace and joy and confidence in him. And then I plan out the upcoming day. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of him. Toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up excited for the day like a kid on Christmas morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, began to seek God, what's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So I have begun to start my days that way. The very first words out of my mouth every morning, let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our life, make things happen in our life that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of all those good things he has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture today. This is Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. The Apostle Paul is speaking. He says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Now notice again, this is the same thing he says in Ephesians chapter 1. We continually ask. So he's asking this continually. Just like he said in Ephesians chapter one, what is he asking for continually for God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And today I want to look at this passage, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Let's read that one more time. Being strengthened with all power. How do we get strengthened? With power. You get strengthened with power according to his glorious might, so that you might have, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Now notice, you get strengthened with power, and that power and the strengthening is what gives you great endurance and patience. And then he goes on to say, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued you, past tense, he has rescued you, rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So
1: Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for this prayer. We're just so thankful for this prayer that you've given us in Colossians.
0: And we're asking for your help. We're asking you that you would strengthen us with all power, according to your glorious might, so that we would have great endurance and patience. We're asking for you to do that for us, Father, because it's not something that we can do on our own. That you would strengthen us with all power, according to your glorious might, so that we would have great endurance and patience. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body,
1: broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God sent us his one and only son to
0: die for us, to forgive us of our sins, to bring us into his kingdom, to connect us back to him. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself, even unto death on a cross. And the cup of God's wrath is poured onto the body of Jesus. The turning point for all time, for all of history, is the cross. The cup of God's wrath, all of his anger and frustration with the sins of humanity poured onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. But then things turn around. He's raised back to life. And that same victorious spirit and power that raised him from the dead. Seated him at God's right hand. That same power now lives on
1: the inside of us. Resurrects our lives. Makes us new creatures. New creations. Resurrects us up. Seats us in heavenly places with Christ. At God's right hand. He connects us back to God. Makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my
0: blood, Poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins here that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light. He's qualified us to share in the inheritance of the holy people in the kingdom of light.
1: And we're in his kingdom. He's the king. He's our Lord. He's a great king. Because he serves his people. He makes his people great. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us. Gives us this
0: new covenant, this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us.
1: So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right.
0: Let's talk about some practical application of this verse. So I worked in the gym for a lot of time. Helped a lot of people with their health and fitness. Power, 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 power. When you get powerful, it not only strengthens you, but it also gives you all endurance. So as an example, I trained a lot of people through the years, training for 5Ks, marathons, half marathons, tough mutters, all these types of things. And something I saw over and over again is that when people were struggling to improve their endurance, Focusing on getting stronger and more powerful always led to greater increases in endurance. It was like the thing that caused the biggest breakthrough over and over again. When people would focus on getting stronger and more powerful, it gave them all endurance. It's power that gives us strength and endurance. It comes through that. We're strengthened with power, and that increased strength gives us better endurance.
1: I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Group, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.